shit! I didn't get any on the mic. I did. Oh. Well, that's what happens when you carry a fine pills in your beer. that? Have you ever wondered what the sound of someone sucking beer off of a microphone is? <laughs> Every day? Yeah, okay, because our listeners just got to experience that. <laughs> so, sorry about the technical difficulties. We did our traditional open the beer in front of the microphone thing. Um, and for the first time ever, uh, it just <laughs> exploded all over the microphone. There are three reasons. Number one, it's a warm day, a beautiful day in Chicago. Reason two, we walked all the way from... Irwin and Broadway, essentially, to Janine's house, which is a fair piece. And three, we didn't have a bit. <laughs> right before we started recording, I was thinking the beginning of the bit was going to be me say, saying, so, Julie, you said you have an idea for a bit, and then before I could even say it, the beer exploded all over the microphone. <laughs> it's very true. Well, anyway, here we are. Hi, so I'm Allison. And I'm Julie. And this is Podlander Drunkcast, an Outlander podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, you're currently listening to episode eight, which is being recorded on the same day as episode nine, because we, had, a little, we had some uh, some additional technical difficulties last week. And the recording was, um, I think the technical term was a total piece of shit. And the reason, <laughs> the reason is that Janine was in Seattle, so you can blame that on me. Um, so our our dear friend Allison Hendricks, who was supposed to guest star last week, she she took notes. She stayed up until the wee hours with me. We watched it, and then I got home and listened to it. And it was like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> um, so now uh, two weeks late, you get two episodes for the price of one, although they're free. <laughs> And also, we're going to release them separately. So just disregard everything I just said. Um, but this is episode eight of season two of Outlander, The Fox's Lair. The Fox's Lair. That's right. And it starts with a the, fox. Well, it also starts with the theme music. But, <laughs> oh, right. Au revoir, French shit. Yep. No now, more French. There's, you're not going to get any more bad French from me. Mm. Uh, instead, you're just going to have to get Wait, hold on. I'm grieving. Gaelic. I'm grieving. <laughs> Okay, I'm fine. We just lost two of our six listeners. <laughs> um, so the fox shows up. So yeah. So first we get we get uh, we're back to Scotland and it gets a little militant and there are some there are more military imagery in the credits too, which mm-hmm. I thought was really beautiful and kind of ominous. So she's sewing somebody up. <clears throat> oh yeah. This obviously battle happening. Yep. Um, some like running through the heather. With kilts and an things. amazing knitwear, thank God. God, all oh, the knitwear's back. Here, cheers to the knitwear. I can love the knitwear. Speaking, uh, uh, this week, our, this first episode is brought to you by three different fine beers, uh, and by brought to you, as always, I mean we paid for it ourselves, and by that I mean in this case, actually, these are from a friend of mine's fridge. Um, so, Brewery Amagang's Three Philosophers Quadruple Ale, which, by the way, is a nine point seven ABV. So, have fun. Um, I am drinking North Coast Brewing Company's La Merle Saison Belgian Style Farmhouse Ale. It's Fucking delicious, and it's a seven point nine. And I'm already half in the bag because I had dinner with wine already. So I'm I, cool though. I'm I cool. I didn't, but mine again nine point seven. Mm-hmm. Janine is double fisting beers. He is drinking a Ballast Point Habanero Sculpin, 
Mm-hmm. And it's very spicy. It's so spicy. It's so <laughs> spicy that he needed a chaser beer. It's which, of course, is Miller Lite, a fine Pilsner beer. Of course, I had several of those. <laughs> yes. So um, anyway, so we see the fox. And Neil said, kitty dog. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the Neil quote for this week. Mm-hmm. He, just imagine it in his his man voice. He goes, kitty dog. <laughs> just like that. God, have you seen that video that's been making the rounds on the internet this week of a of a dog and a fox who are actually friends? No, so but it's like I can't. After the fox and the hound, they had to take me out of the movie theater when oh I was a baby because no. I cried so loud and so hard I had to be escorted out. It's real. It's fucking real. <laughs> when you're the best of nope. <laughs> Well, in real life, and they're both still alive. Oh my God, I will have to look that up. Although it will have to be in the privacy of my own home and in the dark so that people can't see me. <laughs> Balling. Okay, all right. Um, anyway, so there's a fox. It's a beautiful fox. It's a, it's a, real, it's a real pretty shot. And then, uh, whoops, we're back in Scotland. We're in Lollybrock. If you thought you were going to have a nice farewell scene where Claire was like, peace, Paris. Nope. nope. They just GTFO. Um, so we're back in Lillybrook, which means brrr, we're back with fucking Jenny, Jenny, Jenny Murray, mm, Jenny Murray, mm, who mm, is the fucking mm, best. Mm, I know mm, it is mm. it, our, our fondness for the Pamplemousse is well documented, but I have to say that Jenny Murray might actually be my favorite character on the show. I love her. I love the actress that plays her. Who is it? Oh, God. Laura Donnelly. See? Janine. Oh, my God, Janine. On it. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, Janine. What's her name again? One more time. Laura Donnelly. Right? Laura Donnelly. Donnelly. Yeah. Laura Donnelly. Thank you so much for your amazing work God, in both season good. one and now. And I also want to say that as we talk through this episode, there's one distinct thing that I remember. And it's that even though you got a great monologue, there wasn't enough of you. No, there's never enough Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> there's never enough. Um, so they're in Lollybrook. There's something about a quote from the best laid plans of mice and men. Who was that? Was that Robert Burns? It was a Scots dude, right? It was a Scott. Um, I always think that it's fucking uh GBS. That's No, it's not GBS. Um He's Irish, right? Gang after Gly. I don't fucking know. I think it's Robert Burns. But they're talking about how things didn't go well for them in Paris. And then does it open with them emptying the sack of potatoes on the table? Uh, pretty close. Because I was like, hey, Lollybrock, don't depend on those too much, says Ireland. Oh, no, but that's, <laughs> if you recall, I'm pushing up the glasses I don't wear and going book nerd for a second. So that's from season one. The very last thing that Claire and Jenny say to each other mm-hmm. is um, Claire says that she has to plant potatoes. And mm-hmm. then Jenny says, well, Jamie told me. That he couldn't tell me why, but anything you told me to do, I should just do. So I'm going to do it. And there's a shit ton of potatoes, but I'm like, wait a minute, Lollybrock, back off all those potato recipes. Don't depend on it too much. Yeah, but if the option is barley that gets destroyed. Right, but carrots are delicious too. And we don't want to think about the famine that's coming up. but in this time period, the Scots were all afraid of vegetables. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, at, at least according to the Outlander series. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a historian. I am not a food anthropologist. Okay. But in but in the books, it's people are always like, 
why are you picking those greens? No, it was really bad. But, <laughs> but they're like, I, no, seriously, why would you eat that vegetable? I don't understand. Nobody That's ever di- said. That comes out of the ground. That's disgusting. Nobody ever said, give me a kale salad at Lollybrock. No, nobody did. But now they got potatoes mm-hmm. and they're like, but how do we eat them? And Jamie is like, oh, I know how to eat them. Uh, and it's really great. It's like add, things to add to the list that Jamie's not good at. Uh, mansplaining. <laughs> He's really bad at it. He's a poor seaman. He, he's a poor seaman. <laughs> yeah, he can't sing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really bad at not being good in the sack. Um, <laughs> he's crying right now. And uh, uh, and then and then he he's really bad at uh, mansplaining. And also, let's just say, really bad at cooking potatoes. Yeah. Um, but then Fergus is like, oh, I know how to eat cookies and potatoes. Oh, some French. See, you just got some a little French. more French. Oh, petite, you French. Come. <laughs> Roast them, you can boil them, you can mash them with milk. No, then I got German. Shit. <laughs> I've lost my touch. Um, you can put them on a stick and then put them in the oven. You can cut them into tiny pieces it and give them at McDonald's. It was like the nut monologue from <laughs> Best in Show <laughs> or the shrimp monologue from Forrest Gump. Or it's, it sounds a little bit like, uh, what is it, Baggins and The Hobbit? Yes. With all the foods, yeah, the bre- the second meal or whatever yeah. it is, yeah, breakfast, mm-hmm. second breakfast, yeah. lunch, third breakfast, yeah. yeah. Everybody likes to have lists with food. I do too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it's a it's a real cute, happy little scene, and you think, oh, good, we're gonna get some domestic bliss, and then nope. The first note that I have on on my notes is, oh, how nice. Nope, straight back to misery, because <laughs> they're there for like. Two seconds, like two seconds, and Jamie is like, I don't. He says something in Gaelic that I assume is "fuck you, Bonnie Prince douchebag." I assume it's Gaelic for "fuck you, Bonnie Prince douchebag." While he's staring out of the window pensively, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna lose all this, and I hate you. Yeah, it literally sounds like he was like, (laughs) "Was that was that Gaelic or Klingon?" So it's beautiful, though. They're all in Lollybrock, and you're like, Jenny, you're here. And then Pamplemousse shows up, and you're like, yay, you're back in your natural habitat, and you look really good. I believe I'm a farmer. <laughs> and you're like, thank God. Pamplemousse forever. You should see me. Every time Myrta does something awesome, both when I'm watching and when we're talking about it, I pump both my fists into the air. <laughs> if you can hear any whooshing air, it's the sound of me pumping my fists into the air. I remember why Jamie said, fuck you, Prince Douche. Because of the letter. No, that's what I'm talking they, about. Yeah, they have I, forged I just, his name. I was trying to approximate the thing that he says. So, yeah, that's the big development. Mm-hmm. You don't get any nice, fun, happy times. You get, like, six potatoes and then fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Can a girl just eat a potato in peace? Um, uh, so, Charles basically was like, oh, well, I mean, I know my friend James is going to support me. I guess I'll just sign his name for him. And Jamie finds out when his uncle is like, hey, this is crazy, but I'm super proud of you, but this is crazy. Did you do this? And Jamie's like, mm-hmm. so then he's, and then he's fucked because uh, now his name is there. You know, if you, if you've ever heard the expression, damned if you do, damned if you don't, this is a pretty key example of that, of that, that old chestnut. Mm-hmm. Um, because his name's there, so he's a, he's a traitor, right. no matter what he does. Mm-hmm. So the only choice that he has left is to try to help Charles win. And because Jamie does not do anything by half, except for uh, almost have sex with his wife. All the fucking time now. <laughs> um, I am dying. I am dying inside. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, he just like goes all in. Um, oh. <laughs> or does it? Or does it? No, I mean, they totally bone in this episode. You just don't see it. Don't There's- get me started. <laughs> There's that really hot shot. No, no, shh, shh, shh. We'll get there. I was so mad by the time that it happened that. <sighs> we're almost, we're there basically. filled with rage. But I did have this to say. So all this goes down. We know that now Jamie has to like go out and get people to fight because now his name is attached to this and he can't change that. And then I'm like, knitwear, I missed you. Yep. And also, Jamie, you do look really good in a kilt. Oh, yeah, really good in a kilt. Like, way better. Like, his costumes in France were so beautiful, but he looks better in a kilt. Yep. I think it's because of the comfort of letting his balls fly free. I just, it's just comfort in his skin. You're right. It's just like, oh, this is me, and I know I'm hot. I need to feel the wind around my privates. And can we just have sex? (laughs) No? There's such easy access, and oh, yet. God damn it. All right, well then, I literally wrote down, finally! And then wrote, oh, fuck. <laughs> what did I say? I, I didn't even write anything about that one. No, it was a cutaway. Come on! That's what I wrote. It's, it's in all capital letters. I'm looking at her notes there right now. two cutaway, question marks. question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. Come on! <laughs> But first, we a, a quote that I had was like, they were asking him about Paris, and he was like, Paris was a bitter disappointment. You know what? Yes, it That's was. kind of putting it mildly. Yeah. that's a, And uh, then there was a little underscoring, maybe when he was talking about something about Scotland. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But I was like, do I just notice the underscoring at this moment because it's bagpipey? Yeah, maybe. And then Jenny being awesome. Because oh, I was Jenny. like, I missed you, Jenny. I'm glad yep. you're back. So then uh, they go up to their to their little Laird's bedroom or wherever the fuck, and they're and you're like, oh, thank God, they're finally going to do it. That's right. And she, she jumps her him. up and in this carrying night her ass. Yeah, just and like she weighs nothing. And they're and both he in their night shirts. Down but on wait, the but wait. Bed. He walks past. He expertly walks around a table, which in <laughs> real life he totally would have hit with his thigh, and it would have been super hot if another he had just kind of knocked. Another him. thing, Jamie is good at. Avoiding tables while carrying his wife to bed. Right. And yeah. then he lays her down. And then there's this hot, it's a really hot shot where he's all backlit and you could see his giant shoulders. And he's like, oh yeah, the things I'm going to do to you, girl. Cut away. Cut away. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cut away. Oh, what I a was, tease. I was so angry. And then there were flames. And then on I the like, side of your face, on the fi- side of my face. And then I had to like press pause for a second. I actually did. Cause Neil and I were watching it. We were both like, Oh, come on. And we both press pause and we're like, okay, fine. <laughs> press play. <laughs> uh, God, come on, you guys. Yeah. There's a reason why sort of some of us started watching this show. You're really letting me down. <laughs> I mean, there's still going to be boning. Don't worry. There's plenty of boning ahead. I know. And and their child did just die. So I have to, you know, cut them some fucking slack. But they, they were obviously going to do it. And there's nothing... I think maybe it's just that they deserve to have that time. They deserve some privacy. Okay. You know what? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then Claire wakes up and she's all like, ooh, husband, thank you for that boning that no one got to see. (sighs) I'm going to stretch out my hand with my wedding ring on it. And you're not there. And you're not there. And where is he? And this this is maybe like... They knew that the fans were going to be disappointed that there wasn't more doing it in this episode. So they just, instead, they just had Sam Hewan hold a baby 
for like six minutes. Jenny's baby, right? And, and it his was, niece. Yeah, his niece. And it was a beautiful scene. And we'll talk about how fucking good both Ketriamnina Balbulfum and um, Jenny. Laura, what's her face? Laura McDougal. McDougal. Laura McNoble. Laura. Jenny. Oh, oh, Lord, Lord Donnelly. Lord, Lord Donnelly. Um, we'll talk about how good they were in a second, because I thought that was beautifully written, beautifully actually beautifully directed, but seriously, just like handsome man holding tiny child. Well, that's when whispering you're... Whispering in foreign language. Woo! That's when your ovaries explode. Yeah. What I am looking for is an explosion somewhere more centrally. <laughs> <laughs> more centrally located. And I, my ovaries are dried up raisins. Like, there's a, that's nothing's happening there. But there is shit happening more centrally located. And I'm going to need that shit to move over there. <laughs> it was pretty cute, though, because he is adorable. He's this huge, hulking, broad-shouldered man with a tiny little baby. And, yes, it's very awesome. And to hear him speak Gaelic is beautiful. Oh. But... Jenny's monologue is really what the scene oh, is yeah. about. Oh yeah, and it's um, it's it's a beautiful scene. It's beautifully written. Um, that's it's very closely uh, it very closely adheres to what happens in the book, although um, Claire and Jenny talk about it later. They're not mm-hmm. up. She Claire hears him, but Jenny's not a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I much preferred it this way, honestly. I thought it was really like... I like the two of them together. Mm-hmm. The Even back in season one, which we'll get to when we talk about it later, but that sequence when they were in the riding through the woods together, these actresses work very well together. Yeah. And you can tell that they enjoy each other's company, trust each other, and are, bring out the best in each other. And so any scene with the two of them is great. Yeah, it was really uh, just beautifully written, beautifully acted. Laura Donnelly, again, super duper awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the idea that... No matter how much you trust someone or love someone, there are some things that you are only ever going to feel comfortable saying to someone or something that can't understand you. So babies, dogs, um, 18 year old boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, zing. <laughs> um, ugh. Uh, but babies and dogs, you know, or cats, I guess I, I don't really talk to my cat that way. I'm not, I wouldn't be like Nancy Drew. I'm going to war. That would never happen. I could die. What's going to happen to my wife? I'm sure that these are the things that he's saying in Gaelic to the tiny little yes. ginger baby. Yeah. Um, it's it's very, it's a lovely, lovely scene. Um, and then they're off to the old fox's lair. And Fergus goes with, and it's like, Ooh. Well, no, Fergus. So first of all, they have this great scene, another great Jenny scene, where Jamie's like, I'm going to go see... Simon Fraser, Lord of Love It, and get him to support Charles because he's got to win. And Jenny's like, "The fuck you say?" Mm-hmm. And uh, and Claire's like, "But but wait, who's who's this guy?" And they both in unison go, "Our grandsire." Yeah, so granddad's <laughs> so a good. dick. Um, where they talk about he tried to have their mother kidnapped because he didn't want Jamie's dad to be married to Ellen McKenzie, and uh, basically he's just the worst. You find out that. Um, he got some of his wives by rape and some mm-hmm. by like duplicity. Um, and he's like a terrible person. Isn't basically. Jamie's mother like a, a housemaid or something? No, no, no. Jamie's grandmother right. was a maid that in the old fox. In the old fox. That yeah. love it fuck. Yeah. No, Jamie's mother is Colm and Dougal's sister. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, who ran away from the Mackenzies to marry Brian Fraser. Black Brian. 
Who Brian, we haven't seen Brian do. Well, that's because he's dead, Julie. Oh. We saw him in a flashback. I don't even remember he's that. He's dead. He's dead, Julie. I don't He I don't died. Know these he died of he basically had a stroke when he was watching Blackjack Randall oh, whip his son. That's to death. right. Yeah. Okay, I do remember yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. So it just that. because it's not bad enough that Jamie almost died because he got almost whipped to death. Also, it basically killed his dad. So Jamie's got in case you were wondering, things Jamie is not good at include having a drama-free life. Yeah. No, he's no Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Um, so they go. We found out all this about Simon. They're getting ready to go and they walk out and, and everyone's all of a sudden is like, hey, who's over there? And it's Fergus coming in on a little tiny donkey. Yes. He's like, I will go with you, my lord. I will go with you, my lord. And, Jay, and Jamie is like, no, I mean, yeah, you are because Claire's your place like, is with us. Claire was like, no, you're staying here. And Jamie's like, wait a minute. Right. No, this isn't his home. He's coming with us, but he's not going to love it. You're going with Marta and then... then Duncan LaCroix, bless him. If you want to get married, I'll give you my number. He um, he peeks out from behind Jamie and gets this look on his face that's like, yeah, you are. Yeah. Um, it's just wonderful. Um, he, uh, uh, he, You must obey your chief or your general as well as your commanding officer. Um, and Murta's like, just you and me, bitch. It's great. Let's go. Um, so then, they, then we get some Scotland porn. They're galloping mm-hmm. through the highlands. And knitwear. It's just beautiful. We They have a little heart-to-heart about how, whoops, I forgot to tell you my dad's a bastard. And Claire's like, I don't care because she's from the future. <laughs> she's like, none of this really matters to me except that you don't die. Maybe. Yeah, and that's, that's like, okay, that's fine. important. And then also uh, that we just eventually do it. Please. <laughs> um, so they get there and uh, meet the old fox. And fucking Crooked Legs is there. Oh yeah! Oh my God, Julie! What the hell? Call him, call him Mackenzie. Yeah. Um, can you, Janine? Can you hit us with the names of Simon Lovett? Sim, uh, so Simon Lovett is is it Lord Lovett? Yes. yes. Uh, Clive Russell. Clive, Clive Russell. Serious. Good name. And also, then, I might recognize that name from something. I'm going to think about it. And then uh, oh. call him Mackenzie. Oh, I just give it. Okay, we'll come back. We'll come back. Uh, in two seconds. Janine, so, you're fired. Oh, so he's doing so good. <laughs> So his uncle is there, and you're like, wait a minute, what? why is he here? He never wanted to have anything to do with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Claire's there, and all the men sw- swing their heads and look at her, including Jamie. He's the last one, though, to be fair. And it's like, have you ever seen RoboCop? <laughs> Bitches out. And she's just like, okay, then. All right, off and, I go. And she walks out of the I room. I have to talk politics with my Grandson and my rival. Who's the first you want to know? Uh, Colin McKenzie. Colin McKenzie. Colin McKenzie. C O L L U M. Ah, Gary Lewis. Gary Lewis. Also amazing. Yeah, he's great. And mm-hmm. it should be said, Colin, again, has um, Toulouse Lautrec syndrome, mm-hmm. which his life expectancy should have been back in the, back in the day, way, way shorter. Way shorter. So he's he's enduring, um, but he is not looking good. Mm-mm. His hair is way more gray. He looks more haggard, more tired. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Lewis did a great job of being like... No, I'm still all here mentally, but my body is failing on me without making a big show of it. And also, how did the, um, from season one, which we'll talk about later when we do it, but is this another CGI thing? Because that's an incredible effect. I assume so, yeah. Yeah, because it's so, it's so, like, 
Look up, Janine, look up a picture of Colin McKenzie in the show. See if you can find a picture of his full legs. body, a full body photo. Cause it's really amazing. Oh, I just found a photo that you guys would just die over. Did, think, wait, is it, is Jamie? it Jamie without a shirt on? No, but it's, uh, is it him in a kilt? Probably. Yeah, Gary well. Lewis in a kilt? No, he looks way too. <laughs> Who is this? Oh, Graham McTavish. <laughs> oh, no, no, we're getting there. We're getting there. Hold up. Next we'll episode. Yeah, next episode. He's coming back. He's coming back. Don't worry about it. So we find out that Lord Lovett is just basically like the worst douchebag. What he wants to do is not pick a side. Um, what he, his goal is to not have to say yes to anybody um, without pissing anybody off is his whole big goal. He is incredibly Catholic, but also we find out later incredibly superstitious, which comes into play. Yeah, Masery. Mm-hmm. And then we see a flashback. Mm-hmm. Not really. Who is this bitch? Why she would call him Leary. Yep. Whoops. Which didn't... Mm, I know I didn't read the books, and Allison and I briefly discussed this beforehand. I didn't necessarily think that this was a a good addition to this yeah, episode. Yeah, I'm not... So I'm not going to talk about the reasons that they may have made this choice. And if you're watching um, any of the little behind the scenes things that stars is doing about the show. You'll see that they talked about this, the choice to have Leary at, um, uh, Bewley, I think it's what it called. Mm-hmm. Beaufort castle, um, was to set up something that happens later. Um, and I totally get it. And I think it's really smart. Um, but it just didn't work for me. It felt shoehorned. It felt like, and it's not that actress's fault, but the other thing is like, Almost all the characters on Outlander are super well-defined. And we'll talk about this more in episode nine because a lot of the like periphery characters come back in episode nine. But like, think about Mrs. Fitzgibbons. Think about all the things you know about Mrs. Fitzgibbons. And then mm-hmm. think of all the things you know about Leary. What do you know about Leary? She in lo- she's in love with Jamie and she's kind of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And by kind of a bitch, I mean like borderline murderous bitch, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's basically all we know about Leary. And that's really like... I think that the actress is doing a great job and I think that the scenes are reasonably well written, but there's just nothing else to her right now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how I'm expected to engage with the idea that she wants forgiveness. Um, Although I did think that her scene with young Simon. Oh yeah. When that, that was good. Yeah. So, so when she gets sort of, Take it into Claire's plot. Um, when they figure out that the Claire only uses way- Jamie against her, she kind of rubs in the guilt and is like, "You need to do this mm-hmm. to help us. Here's you need to- how you can get Jamie right. to to forgive you. You need to convince Lovett's son, who obviously has the hots for Leary, He's and is obviously the like whole weirdly kind of sickly and weak. Yeah, right. You need to convince him to. He's like the Robin Aaron of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for for Game of Thrones watchers, there you go. He's the he's the Robert Aaron of Beaufort Castle. Um, although he's kind of cute, Robert Aaron cu- not so much. He's cu- he's cute, but he's like he's got the eye bags, and he just looks he looks consumptive. Yeah. He just doesn't look good. And I will say again, like this is these aren't spoilers, um, but in the book, the older that the younger Simon is much older and much more um, confident, and his dad still kind of thinks he's an idiot, but like. He's a, a much more forceful personality. Yeah, because here he was kind of a wimp, and it, yeah. except for his two big moments. Yes, and so basically Claire is like, well, we can't get Lord Lovett on our side. Um, I have an idea. And she goes to Leary and says, like, listen, bitch, you're going to go to this man 
and you're going to convince him to tell be his dad that he, that he should be on his side. And Larry's like, I'm not going to fuck this dude for you. And Claire's like, oh my God, you're such an idiot. Um, Although it did remind me of this one time in the D&D campaign that Julie and I play in where oh she God. she was wearing an evil crown that where she was wearing a crown that made it so that once a day or something, she had to check it to see whether or not she was evil and she was evil. So she found like a, a very nice, mild mannered caravan guard and convinced her to prostitute herself or she would kill her dog. <laughs> I did do that. Yeah. And then she murdered a child by breaking its back over her leg. The ends justified the means. <laughs> anyway, that was a fun, that was a fun D and D game. But anyway, Patty, anyway, Patty. Um, so Claire's like, bitch, you got to be on our side. You need to convince love son to come with us because we have to do this. This will make Jamie forgive you yeah. for what you did to me. Do you remember that I was almost burned at the stake? Do you remember that that was your fault? Okay. And then she's like, oh, fine. So then there's this incredibly funny and awkward scene that I actually loved. It was one of my favorite scenes in the episode where he's like, um, they go on a walk to the church. Oh, but wait, wait, yeah, wait, but, wait. Claire ooh. sees Maisie first because Maisry, Lo- yeah. Maisry, love it, shoves her out. And she's yeah. like, oh, who are Let's you? Let's come back to Maisry in just a second yeah. and just like wrap up this, this Leary thing. Right. So, um, uh, so the scene where they're standing outside the church while Claire is like hiding in the church, talking to Mace room, we'll get to that. Um, I thought was so funny because she was just like, oh, hi, come sit on the tree by me. And Let's he was like, it. do you like poetry? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I do. And then he starts quoting poetry and she was like, like, no, seriously, why don't you come sit on the tree? Don't you want to just. Look down my shirt. Yeah. And, well, that comes up later, right? I gave him a kick down my blouse. Yeah. I or whatever. Let him look. God, I gave him a. I gave him an eyeful. What do you want? She's like, no way. No wonder he ran away. You <laughs> stupid him out. girl. Um. But anyway. seriously, though, really, guys, isn't that really all you want, though? Yeah. I mean, this. It's why Janine does the podcast every time we're recording. Got me. Yeah. We're like here, Janine. Here's a beer, and here's the requisite look down our blouse. <laughs> Yeah, here you go. Thank you so much. Uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Pagel, who, whose real name is Aaron Pagel, not Janine, would like to make it very clear That's that not him. he does not look down our tops. No, no. He's a very nice person. Never. Um, he just finished reading Asking For It, and a, a book about rape culture by Kate Harding, um, and enjoyed it very much. <laughs> Cheers to Aaron Pagel. Thank you for that disclaimer. <laughs> However, the reason Julie does the show is because every week I let her look down my blouse. <laughs> It's always a different gift. Uh, <laughs> um, if you did so that Larry, today, it'd be real sweaty. <laughs> Larry, Larry does get her moment because that scene is adorable. But what happens before that and then leads into the church scene is that Claire learns that the old fox has a seer. Maisry. Maisry, who he doesn't much care to listen to when she says bad shit. Isn't that always the way? Mm-hmm. And so... Back up at the uh, his house, she sees him throw her out of the room. Claire finds out she has a seer. Then she follows her to this church, and then Le- Leary is part of that scene. Yeah. But then Claire goes into the church, and there she is. And they have this great conversation about knowledge being a curse. And then Maisry tells her about this the thing she won't tell Lord Lovett, which is about the shadow of an axe on his face. Um, 
which in the book is just a prediction and in the show is an entire plot point. So we'll get there. Um, and she has a great like medium moment. I love it when actors get to play mediums or parts like that because you get to have this kind of fugue state thing and like go into the vision. And the um, the actress who plays Maisery does a great job. It's a short scene, but it's like, I see him I see a hooded the man. The shadow of an axe. The yeah. shadow of an axe. And you're like, oh, traitor. Okay. Great. 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 So Claire's like getting all this news. Like, huh, file that away just in case. Probably not going to be useful. I, I might not need that. Oh, yeah. And then what brings her outside? Doesn't somebody yell or something? Yeah, Larry's like, Claire, Claire, he keeps trying to talk to me about poetry. Claire. Claire. <laughs> no, didn't he run away? He ran he away. He ran away because boobs. Oh, boobs aren't scary. Boobs are You know fun. what? We have seen at least 50% of Leary's boobs because of a scene in season one mm-hmm. where she shows up and is like, no one's ever had sex with me. Take me, Jamie, take me. Um, so I, I gotta say they're not scary boobs. No. They're well, perfectly boob, fine boobs. Boobs aren't scary. Boobs are awesome. Yeah. They're not, they're, they're, they're a perfectly nice pair of boobs. But this guy was not ready. He's like, oh, no. Mm, shall I, I like poetry to a summer stay, <laughs> And away he ran. Um, so, so fast forward there, there are some more little like good moments in there before we get to the big thing at the end. Uh, there was a, there was a great little thing where they were talking about how Claire can come to dinner, even though she can't be in the room, in the room where it happens. Um, but she can come to dinner and Jamie says, my grandsire does not object to some decoration at the table. Ugh. Dot, dot, dot. As long as the decoration does not speak. And then Claire like silently just gives him this look and like six or seven seconds go by. And then he says, I don't think it's exactly what he's like. Right. Or there. And it was really funny. And I was like, fat chance. Have you ever been anywhere where you were like, Claire, the most important thing for you to do is just to keep your mouth shut. And she nope. hasn't immediately opened up her mouth. It was the first time ever. Claire, you're getting better at this time travel thing. <laughs> you're getting really good. Um, oh. So then we have we have this big final scene where. Um, Wait, didn't he already tell? Did he tell his granddad? That she was Ladon Blanche. Yet. Oh yeah, because that then he tells too. Claire. Yeah, he tells Claire. He's like, "Oh, I might have. My granddad has a thing, and he has a seer, and he's kind of into this shit. So I might have. I might have kind of told the you other you're a thing. Witch. The other thing about that Ladon Blanche scene, though, is and that she's like, "Could you stop telling?" The, but people? the reason he does it is because. Um, Lord Lovett's like, how about I trade you Lally Brock? Because he wants right. Lally Brock he wants for your Lally wife's Brock. honor. And Jamie's like, "Oh my God, I would love to see you try." Mm-hmm. No, seriously. You want you want no you want to try a piece of my wife? I'll send in the maids to clean after clean up after you after she's ripped you to pieces. And that's not me making something up. That's basically exactly what he says. Mm-hmm. Which is like Jamie. He does know his wife. That's true. Um, but then he tells him he's like. So she's, by the way, by the way, she's your a penis witch. will fall off. By the way, you, your just, fucking I just dick wanted will fall you to know if you try to rape my wife, your dick's gonna fall. Off. It's gonna turn black and crumble and fall off. And that's probably not good because it's probably already starting to turn black and crumble. Right? And then he went to tell Claire. He's like, "Oh, it was so great. I just told him you were a witch." And Claire is like, "Jesus fucking Christ! Could you please <laughs> stop telling people I am a witch?" You remember that? Literally, the girl who tried to have me killed for being is a witch right is here. in the building. Is like actually here. And Neil and I laughed our asses off. We're like, "Oh God, okay." This is everything we predicted for this series. It's like she just has to dance around not being a witch yep. the whole time. So then speaking of not being a witch, they have this big final come to Jesus meeting um, where uh, Lord Lovett's basically like, all right, so on the one hand, I've got this document that says, yeah, I'm on Team Mackenzie. I am neutral. And on the other hand, I've got this document that says a, de- a deed of assassin. 
Mm-hmm. Keep that in the old memory box. Um, that says, I, Jamie Fraser, hereby acknowledge that the person who's actually in control of my property is my grandpa. Uh, which one do you want me to sign? And, he's, and it's him, it's Jamie and Colin. And Colum. And Colum's like, I fucking win, I win, I win. And then right as Jamie is about to sign the deed of assassin, Claire, Claire goes, <laughs> So she sounds like Bert Lahr from The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> With a and a grum and a royal growl. So she puts on the witch drag again. She was like, oh, I see. Uh, what was it? What was it? What was I it? see a shadow, shadow of, of an axe. Oh, 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 oh. And she starts freaking out. And Jamie like turns around and he's like, oi. He, no, he turns around and he's like, Yes, and? Yes, keep talking. And he runs off and she's falling down. And he's like, oh, no, you don't have to tell him anything, Claire. You don't have to tell him anything. And then the old guy's like. It's a really good improv. And the old guy's like, wait a minute. Keep talking. What? What? You you stupid bitch. You tell me what I want to know. And she's like, no. And he's like, yes. Or am I going to stab you? And he comes running at her. And Jamie's all like, "Uh uh-oh. And then finally, she's just like, oh, okay, I'll tell you. (laughs) Um, So I saw a shadow of an axe. And um, I couldn't like to see who was holding the axe. But oh, it was the strangest thing. The ground was covered with white roses. And then Jamie's like, oh, oh, that's the symbol of the starts. And then it's everyone's in hysterics. And then Lord Lovett's like, oh, my God, that means so much to me. Yeah, fuck it. I'm team McKenzie. Yeah, (laughs) that's pretty much what he's like. Fuck it. I'm neutral. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Um, But Simon, in the meantime, is like, you and Colm are scared old men. Yeah, he stands up to his dad. So he's like, I'm going to go with Jamie. So you you and then his dad's like okay okay, okay see ya whatever bye and then when they're peacing out jamie walks up to to leary and is like uh my wife said i should say thank you to you and i don't know why but um thank you and then he turns around and walks away and leary's like i still love you she says i will one day earn your forgiveness and then he walks away and she goes, and your love. God damn it. Worst line of the episode, maybe worst line of the it entire the series. Worst. When I wrote it down, I was like, Leary's still in love with Jamie. Of course. This, uh, no. And your love. No, no, it was bad, you guys. On my own, pretending mm. he mm. Um, This episode was not my favorite. It was not my favorite either. I don't know if mm. you can tell, but there were some good moments. Major the Seer. Um, hanging out with Colm. Uh, there was that great scene oh, where, wait, wait, where wait. Claire is basically like, they hey, go- remember that one time you tried to kill me? We didn't talk about this, though. They go uh, to leave. So Jamie's leaving with all his guys. He's not getting any help from the old fox. And then the son comes with him and brings guys. And then they leave. And then the old fox shows up and it's like, it's great that my son is following you. Because if my son follows you on, of his own accord, then I'm still neutral. And if he wins with you... Then my land passes and everything's cool. But if it doesn't work out that way and I remain neutral, then I don't lose anything. Yeah. So it's old age and treachery. He's like, basically, thanks for letting me get exactly what I want. Peace. Bye. Here, take these farmers. They'll fight for you. And they all look like shit. And they're all like, hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll fight this war. Off we go. Um, and uh, <laughs> we skipped all the column stuff, but... The co- but I, I, whatever, Colm's going to be back. The the big things were that uh, Colm is like, oh, so, I mean, I didn't have you try to have you 
killed. And when I found out that my housemaid did it, I beat her. So is that okay? And Claire's like, uh, no, no. <laughs> um, but it's like, a, it's a good little chat when they're leaving. Jamie and Colm seem to leave on good terms and he's a really engaging character and stuff. And at like, also, it should be said, um, is very obviously confused. And he's like, I don't understand why you, a smart and sensible person, are all of a sudden acting like a fucking idiot. And Jamie can't say, oh, because my wife's a time traveler. So I know. Because I know what happens. So I know what happens. And like, we tried to stop it, but we couldn't. So now we have to try to change it. So like, I know it's stupid. I know it's stupid, but I have to. But instead he's like, um, bye, Colm. <laughs> Good to see you. Wouldn't want to be you. No, Colin's like, no, seriously, you are like way smarter than this. Why are you being such a tool? And Jamie's like, (laughs) (laughs) have you seen my wife? Um, Um, That's all I really have for this episode. I've got to say, it was really not my favorite. You know, I still enjoyed it. And obviously we're we're having a lot of giggles. I was was super glad to see Jenny. But it was not, it was a little bit weird to go from that fucking beautiful terrible faith episode Mm -hmm. the miscarriage episode to like potatoes and witchcraft right i would have had i would have enjoyed this episode more if they had just called it straight up potatoes and witchcraft if they Mm -hmm. called it that i would have been prepared Mm -hmm. (laughs) i would have known more what to expect potatoes and witchcraft it then i I, then i know potatoes witchcraft and and your love (laughs) god that shit was the worst that shit was like the virgin mary falling over and breaking Mm-hmm. It was like that. It was too, too much. Too, too much. All right. All right. So um, let's see. As always, these uh, scales are unplanned in advance. Um, so let's start with the costumes. On a scale, <laughs> we'll go with the knitwear theme. On a scale of uh, the H&M winter sale <laughs> to, uh, oh God, I don't know. Like the LL Bean winter catalog. No man, no man. Tweeds, tweeds. Does anyone remember tweeds? I mean, I I, I know like what a tweed suit looks no, like. No, no, no. There was a company called Tweeds. I don't know if they still exist. Janine is looking it up. That wool gray skirt that I have, the long gray wool skirt that we talked about yesterday, yeah. that is from Tweeds. My uh, kind of salmon colored swing, like beautiful merino wool, that's from Tweeds. Like early 90s wool shit. Like, yes. Do they still exist, Janine? Can't tell. Uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's a Tweed Canadian marijuana. No, that ain't <laughs> no, right. That's not right. That ain't right. Um, I will, I'm going to go Tweeds because it's classic. You're glad to see it. It fits in in every situation, and thank God we're back in knitwear. I loved the fancy French costumes, but this feels right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go um, with a like a like a personal shout out, uh, but she's got an Etsy store, so whatever. But fuck, I don't know what it is. Let me look it up. Janine, Google Katie Canavan Etsy. Um, yeah, C A N A V A N. Uh, our friend Katie Canavan is uh, a textile and knitwear genius, um, and she makes really, really beautiful things. Under the red umbrella. Under the red umbrella. I, I, I think I found her profile, but I don't see under the red umbrella. 
Um, Katie Kinnaman. Oh, God. You know what? Mm-hmm. Wait. Katie Kinnaman fucking shut down her Etsy store or some shit. Useless plug. Anyway, she makes beautiful knitwear. And every time I'm watching Outlander, I'm like, I wonder if Katie could make me a pair of those fingerless gloves. I wonder if she could do that infinity scarf wonder, for me. Yeah, I wonder if she could make that thing that's like not quite a sweater vest, but not quite a sweater, could but not she quite do a top. Those, could she do those leg warmers for my yeah, arms? I wonder. I wonder. And the answer is yes, yeah, she definitely could. Mm-hmm. Oh, she has like these like... Like uh, bombshell short knitting pattern by Katie Kennebec. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they look great. Yeah. No, it's thumbs up from Janine. He really loves knitting patterns. I really like him. Him and Aldous Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nerd reference. Um, <laughs> all right. So on a scale, we'll go on to the to the beer metric. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, easy. On a scale of uh, mm, mm, home shopping network oh to Mariah Carey on the home shopping network. Ooh. Where does it fall? I am actually going to go to a personal reference for this one, just like you did with Katie. Um, This is like on Catterday. That's Saturday, for those of you not in the know. (laughs) When Neil and I wake up and PBS is on Pledge Drive and we call it Jesus Mind Brain Body because it's like, what's happening on PBS? Pledge Drive. That's what it was. Meaning... Leave whenever you want. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I don't know if I'd go that far. I wouldn't leave when Jenny was talking, but like all this shit at the old man's castle, anytime pretty much Larry was on screen, it it didn't feel, it wasn't imbued with importance. It didn't feel, it didn't feel like it was um, pulling you forward into anything. So it was like no problem to press pause. In fact, I told you earlier, I had a note here. I am checking Facebook on my phone right now. (laughs) And I have never done that while watching an yeah. episode of Outlander. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with um, when you're reading a book series. And in this case, I'm going to use the Percy Jackson books. I, little known fact about me that you have definitely picked up if you've listened to even one episode of this podcast because I cannot resist the urge to make really nerdy references to children's books. Um Uh, I really like young adult literature and uh, the Percy Jackson books are like totally good when you're on the third book. And by the time you're on the fifth one, you're just reading it because now you have to get to the end. Yeah. It's like Dune. Dune is the way to. Dune is that. Yeah. Yes. Because the first two books are so fucking good. And then you get to the third book and you're like, what? And then you get to the fourth book and you're like, no. Fifth books, no. Sixth book. Then you get to the point where you're like, his son is now writing it. And you're just like, I don't give a I don't give a Why am I still reading? Yeah. And it's not like those books are bad. I enjoyed, well, I haven't read Dune, but oh, no. Percy, the, Percy the Jackson, last two Dune books or are I bad. just read, I just read the Septimus Heap books, <laughs> or I read the Mortal Instruments books. Those fucking sucked. Um, and it's like, by the, if it's any book series that's not Harry Potter, that's longer than seven books long, there comes a point when you're yes. like, oh, uh, or like the Redwall books. God, I love those books. And then Thomas I realized. Thomas Covenant, anybody? No. no. Anybody with Thomas Covenant? No. Um, or like, uh, this is going to be sacrilege to some people who really love Game of Thrones, but I love those books, but every once in a while it's like, and here, read this short story that is nothing but history of Westeros, characters you're never going to meet, things that don't matter. It's just, it's just like filler. It's gotta, it's gotta get you up to speed with where they're moving to, but it also feels like maybe we could have done this in a flashback, in small flashbacks throughout an episode that had more action. No, Julie, I've got a revolutionary idea. You know what would have made me really love this episode? Mm. If they had fucked. <laughs> no shit. 
Jesus Christ, can you guys just please fucking do <laughs> we're, it? We're earning that explicit tag this week. Can't you just swizzle do it? Nuff. I have swizzle two words nuff. for you. Swizzle. No. Nuff. You know what? No swizzle nuff. I want to see straight P and B. What's the third scale doing its scale? Zero. Yeah, it's, well, no. There's the hot, there's the hot. Okay, so what's like teasing you and then brings you back from the brink? Um, What's a movie that like gets you there and is like, nope. Well, like every, I, I, I don't know. It's like Requiem for a Dream where it's like, no. <laughs> no, it is nothing like Requiem for a Dream. I just want that to be a scale for Requiem for a Dream. That's <laughs> Requiem for a Dream is always the worst sexual thing you could do. Yeah, that ever. Well, fun. that and happiness are kind of like, yeah, on that end. Yeah. Requiem for a Dream is worse. Okay, imagine <laughs> that you're watching, let's say. Blue is the warmest color. Have you seen that? Yeah, and then your cable goes out. Yes. <laughs> yep, exactly. 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 That's that's what this fucking... I'm serious, you guys. There's a reason why there are people who watch this show. And we're starting to and get mad. And you know what? I'm really, really glad that they didn't fuck in faith, for example. Didn't no, matter. No, no, no. There are all kinds of episodes where they don't have sex where I'm like... I, that's totally fine. That makes perfect sense. And and I don't watch Outlander for the fucking. But if mm. you're still, if they're doing it and we're not seeing it, I would why? like to know why. Like we don't need an artful fadeaway. We could have lost one of those Leary scenes and have like. How about this? How about this pitch? Here's my pitch, Outlander. Here, here's my pitch. Leary is having her monologue about how she still loves Jamie, and in the background, Claire and Jamie are fucking against a wall. <laughs> that would have been great. Yep. I would have been like, oh, it's just a mere taste, but that's okay. It keeps me going down the road. You know, like Game of Thrones has quote unquote sex position, yes. but all it really means is boobs. I actually want sex position, but I want it to be like, like Colm and Lord Lovett are having a conversation about neutrality and being crafty old dudes who don't want to side with Buddy Prince Charlie because they have good and taste. And in the corner, and Claire then, and Jamie, yeah, are, Claire doing and Jamie it. are doing it. It's ju- it's just like Claire getting her shit eaten. No, not her not her actual shit. Like, <laughs> like a euphemism for her vagina. She's 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 having. She's tur- on a table in the Beyonce corner. As Beyonce would say, he's turning that cherry out. Turning that cherry. She's out. She's got her knitwear pulled up, but yeah. she still has leg warmers on. That's for you, Neil. <laughs> And they were all thrilled. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think you guys can sense a theme. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the, the, I mean, the answer is the doing it scale is we're extreme. Although, you know what? Maybe that's good. Maybe it's like last year. Remember how there was all the sex in episode one and then we had to wait forever. Maybe it's like that. Maybe they're just like warming us up. They're turning our crank. No, my mm. crank has stopped. It has like, there's no oil left. It's like, uh, and I'm stuck now. You know, they make products that help with that. I know, but the show needs to help me along and it's not, it's not doing it for me right now. And with that, <laughs> with that, you guys, we just want more doing it. Hello, Tall Ships Productions at Tall Ships Productions. Could you just, could you just more doing it? Turn that cherry out. Turn that cherry out. Turn that cherry out. Turn that cherry out. It's not possible to play that song right now, is it? I mean, I could. Janine? Well, no one's. I mean, we have six listeners, unless they work for them. Okay. (laughs) I'm just going to ask everybody. No, we'll do it anyway. But just in case you're listening and it's not there because Beyonce prevented us, just go listen to Blow from uh, 
whatever the last one was called. Was it lemonade. was it called not no. lemonade? The one before that. Beyonce the album. I think Beyonce the self titled mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go listen to that. Turn that cherry out. Turn that cherry. Or watch the video. Must be good to you. And she's on roller skates. Anyway, because <laughs> um, you know what? It's way hotter than this last episode it of is Outlander. Incredibly much hotter. Yep. All right. Uh, so I am Allison. And I'm Julie. And that's Janine. Hey. Uh, And we'll be back for us in about three minutes. And for you, when you decide to download the next episode (laughs) of the Podlander Drunkcast, Not Lander Cup podcast. All right. Turn that cherry up. Bye.